Welcome to Stutzcast. It's Thursday, February the 4th. You might have been able to hear as I kicked off the podcast a couple of geese taking off for their early morning flight. An early morning it is. It is 6.35. So uh, what a difference a day makes. I'll tell you about that in a moment. But uh, it is... A beautiful morning. It's well, the sun's hardly up. In fact, the moon is probably brighter than the sun right now. There's a there's a good strong half moon up there, and it's uh, you know it's just just beginning of morning. So uh, we have a big day ahead of us today. We're going up to Vermont today, but uh, just wanted to say thank you for tuning in. And uh, let's see what we can find today. All right. Okay, off we go. On the trail. Rooney's already well ahead of me. I was faffing around trying to sort out my cell phone. But I'm going to catch up with him pretty quickly. Okay. So, we missed our walk yesterday, Rooney and I. Our little nature walk with the Stutz cast. The uh, reason being was a little bit of sick bay. Couldn't, uh, couldn't make it out yesterday. After the uh, excesses of the blizzard and the post-blizzard clear-up. I'm afraid Stutz was a little laid low by uh, an unsavoury, an unsavoury illness I won't go into. But uh, anyway, it's over now, and uh, I think we're back in business. Rooney was, uh, didn't complain at all about the fact that he didn't get his walk, although I'm sure it must have uh, been a disappointment to him. But uh, like the uh, faithful faithful boy that he is. He just lay on my bed all day as I read and kind of uh, flickered between reading and sleeping and and uh, twiddling my thumbs. He just lay there. So anyway, we're out again. And it is a beautiful, beautiful morning. It's getting light as I speak and uh, full of promise. I have to say that uh, this starts cast rule of sleep applied this morning, which, uh, just to remind you, it is the amount of sleep possible is inversely proportionate to the time available. <laughs> just think about that. See if it applies to you. It doesn't apply to Rooney. No, no. He... he uh, he can sleep as long as he's given. Now, we've had some some extreme weather. You know, we had a we had a snowfall, pretty light, four, three or four inches, followed by a couple of days of uh, clear skies and extreme cold. Um, followed by a major blizzard, one of those kind of. Uh, 
we're gonna oh god we're gonna, we're gonna walk up this mountain of snow that they've kindly put in the pathway <clears throat> looks like a few people have worked out how to get around this not just me i think Rooney and i were the first to get through this but anyway um uh, right yeah so really don't go over there um so yeah so uh, the uh, the law of sleep applied this morning it's so so frustrating but in a way it's 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 like giving yourself a little bit of extra day which i i, I appreciate even though i sometimes wish i could just sleep a little longer is it a little bit like you know finding an extra $50 note in your pocket that you you didn't know you had you know that's what that's what getting up really early is like there's more to do more to spend more time to spend if, if not money so the sky is largely clear there is a little bit of uh, a little bit of thin cloud I would say on the, on the sort of horizon but you know directly above it's it's blue this is good news yeah so we've had some extreme weather and uh, I think we're in for a spell of good stuff now we've had extreme cold which has been bitter and uh, today well I, I, I just mentioned today we're off to Vermont which is big excitement because we, you know, everybody's been locked in, and I'm lucky. Can't really complain because I can do all this. I can go out and walk through the uh, countryside and the marshes, salt marshes, and you know. So I feel sorry for everybody who's, especially those urban town dwellers like my brother, who, well, he can go for a walk actually, but some people can't even do that. So uh, if you're one of those sort of people, or uh, I hope perhaps listening to this podcast gives you a little sense of the outdoors if you can't actually get out there. But we're out. And uh, later on in the day, we're going to travel up to Vermont. So from Connecticut to where we're going, Mount Snow, I think it's about a three-hour drive if you don't, if you don't, you know, hammer it. And... uh, there's a there's a little army of geese <laughs> to my right. They're all looking at me, like, what, are, are you some are you some kind of human lunatic out this morning, or what? What are you, a hunter or not? No, it's all right, guys. Relax. <laughs> they're not just geese; they're ducks as well. So first sighting, a group of geese and ducks mixed together. <laughs> Um, I've I, I got to tell you, I'm just referring to them as ducks. There are a few variety of ducks around here that uh, one should differentiate. The, 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 the ones that I think I've just seen, uh, and, and you most often see, are the American... I think they're just called the American duck. The American black duck, I think they're called. That's it. American black duck. Rooney's gone... Wandering off in the wrong direction. Runes! <laughs> I, didn't, I, don't, I don't need to call him because he, he knows where I am. <clears throat> it's really for my benefit rather than his. Here he is. As I call him, but uh, 
He needs no supervision. He's his own dog. So yeah, the American black duck is, is uh, according to Stan's notes, I've got to find out Stan's last name. He writes these wonderful notes on, on all the wildlife in my bird directory. But Stan says that the black duck is very common, the most common duck in Connecticut. And uh, it doesn't migrate, so it's here all year round. And uh, what they've got to watch out for which uh, I, well, I also realized, having seen that American bald eagle a couple of days ago, I, uh, oh, here come some more geese. I, I read up a bit more about them. And uh, they, they're bigger than I thought. Wingspan, seven feet. And height, you know, 38 inches. So, you know, over three feet. It's a big bird. And, uh, oh, there's my guy. There he is, on watch. This is the, uh, the marsh hawk. I often see him in that tree. I think that's one of his favorite spots. I'm just digressing a bit because there he is. Yeah, I often see him there. Now he's, he's facing me now. Well, there's, there's not enough light yet to be able to see exactly which way round he is, but I'm pretty sure he's facing me. And uh, he's up in the tree, you know, wings folded in, very neat and tidy. Yeah, oh yeah, he's, he's definitely facing me. That's another big bird. Not as big as the eagle. Only a wingspan of about four, four foot. But still, you know, you, you know when they fly over you, that, uh, especially if there's sun out and he's in between you and the sun, you get this shadow cast over you like something out of Harry Potter. But uh, he's not doing anything, so I can't tell you too much excitement, except he's right there. He'll be flying soon. Could be a she, far, far, far too difficult for me to tell from this range. He's, he's probably about 100 feet away from me. Uh, oh, no, he's flying off. There he goes. There he goes. Oh, he's gone straight down over the ridge. I can't see him now. Anyway, so we've seen... We've seen him already. I was just telling you about the, uh, the American bald eagle. If you didn't already know, uh, the largest raptor, as they call them, in these parts. You know, I have an American passport. <laughs> yes, I do have an American passport. I also have a British passport, so dual nationality. Sounds pretty cool, that, doesn't it? Dual nationality, British and American. When Ewan McGregor was <laughs> on his really good program called uh, Long Way Up, which I've watched recently on, I think it's on Netflix. <laughs> it's really good. But he, um, he takes this long motorbike journey from the southern tip of uh, the Americas, right down, you know, the southernmost tip of Argentina. And he travels all the way up to Los Angeles. This is a hell of a long way. I think it's about 4,000 miles. And uh, with his buddy, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie's a great character. He, he, if you haven't seen it, it's really worth a watch. It's, you know, it's, it's um fascinating journey through, through uh, South America. Anyway, there's one point where Ewan McGregor 
is going through. Oh my God! There's the other, there are a pair, and there's the other hawk. Really close to me. This is only like 30, 40 foot above me. <sighs> we were seeing it all this morning. Hello. I better not disturb him. Yeah, he's taking a good look at me. He's just perched in another tree. And this is the same one. No, I think this must be a different one because the other one went over the ridge. Um, gosh, can't, can't. Uh, right, right above me, I'm right underneath him. Oh, now I can see he's got, I can see the color of his breast feathers. White, well, they look white. And this, and this half light, I'd say, or two thirds light. He, he's, yeah, he's just bending his head down to have a look at me, but he's not bothered about me. Oh gosh, oh, he's stretching his talon out. That's a, that's a threatening gesture. Wouldn't like to get attacked by those. They've got strong, strong talons, those things. They're strong as a, well, perhaps not quite, but strong, strong-ish, comparable to a man's grip. I was just staring up at him, admiring him, or her. <laughs> wow, fruitful, fruitful walk so far. His feathers look soft and, and I can't see any flecking, it could be because of the light, but I can't see any flecking, so that's, that's a sort of a fairly just, you know, clean white breast. I don't know what he is. Tell you, once the ospreys get back, these guys are going to have to clear off. But they're still on their migration. <sighs> so yeah, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I'm digressing a lot today, sorry. But Ewan McGregor was um, passing from I, I forget. I think he was going from Argentina. Well, one of the border crossings, Argentina into Bolivia or something. And the border police were giving him some some trouble because uh, he didn't have. Oh, now this is too much. Now I see a third bird of prey. What is this? What is this? Now he's in the distance. He's a smaller one. God, this is, this is like, I mean, a, you know, a na uh, you know an av uh, what do you call it? Were they Avery? <laughs> he's a little further off, but uh, a third. There's a third already. We've only been going a few minutes. Goodness me, it runs. And his tail's sticking up. Anyway, let's get on with it. So, yeah, Ewan McGregor, just to finish that, he, uh, he's going across the border and uh, they give him, the police giving him some crap because he doesn't seem to have the right visa. And uh, so he's talking to the border guard and the border guard says to him, nationality? And he says, American. <laughs> this is Ewan McGregor, right? <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, the Scottish actor, probably one of the only or fam most famous Scottish act actors. And then he looks at the camera and he says, everyone in Scotland's just lost their shit right now. Because <laughs> he says he's American. And he's kind of like a national icon in Scotland, but obviously I don't need to explain. Yeah, I'm just coming around the back of this, uh, this other hawk. Black, well, black is he? I don't know. Sun's not up yet, but uh, certainly silhouetted against the sky. He looks black. They're looking at the salt marsh. I think they're all hungry because of the storm. Amateur observation, which is probably entirely wrong, but I think <clears throat> after two days of such severe weather, when they were all probably battened down and sheltering, 
uh, they've come out to, to congregate around the salt marsh to, to catch whatever they can catch. <laughs> Probably two or three days out, so get pretty hungry. Um, so the bald eagle, he is, he is the big guy around here and does not migrate. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's, well, I, I would say he and the osprey vie for uh, dominant position, but um, the ospreys do migrate. So they're down taking their vacation in uh, Chile, I believe, or Mexico, somewhere warm. But uh, interestingly, digressing again, but about the osprey, interestingly, the ospreys migrate and they, they mate or, or they partner um, pretty much for life. But when they migrate, they don't migrate off to the same place. <laughs> so you can imagine, it's like, well, come on, darling, let's, let's have a break from each other. <laughs> you go to Chile, I'll go to Mexico. See you back in the spring. <laughs> You think that's what happens? That's probably the secret to a successful osprey relationship. Separate migration. Am I ever going to get around to telling you about, about this bald eagle? I'm getting tired of it myself. Anyway, I'll get on with it. Um, the bald eagle, I already told you, seven foot wingspan, three foot tall, big beast. Now, what I've learned in stands and notes about this guy is they take a long time to mature, four to five years before the young develop their white heads and white tail feathers. That's black body, white head, white tail feathers. And uh, I, I told you the other day that they build this nest which can weigh up to a ton. And uh, what I didn't tell you is what they feed on. Well, they feed on, on you know, all kinds of things. But watch out, American black duck because they feed on you, as I'm sure you know. This is a little bit like cannibalism, isn't it? You know, bird eating a bird, but uh, I guess that's what they do. Um, that must be a horrible sight to see an eagle catching a duck. I've seen them, well, not an eagle, but I've, I've seen birds of prey catch uh, a pigeon once and was defeathering it on top of a telegraph pole. And his feathers, he was just picking the feathers out and the feathers were just floating off into the air and down to the bottom of the telegraph pole. I was standing at the bottom of the tele telegraph pole watching him, thinking, ooh. <laughs> all right, at the big bridge, all kinds of bird life around here today. Yeah, black ducks, as we've just mentioned. Uh, buffle heads. Uh, it's busy. Busy wildlife day today. It's a good place to to walk and see it all. Ah, proper nature program today. So what else can I tell you? I think that's about it, really, about the uh, the bald eagle. Apparently, they're getting they're getting more uh, popular, not popular, but more successful around uh, these parts. Uh, in recent years. Well, I don't know when Stan wrote his book, but that's what he said. So, uh, maybe we can expect to see more of them. I mean, I guess it's a bit like my Osprey family. I guess if you happen to know where their nest is, or it's eerie, as it's rather 
enticingly called. Do they call them eeries if they're just sort of like piles of wood on a platform? I don't know, but uh, if, you, if you do know where they're nesting, perhaps it's not such a rare sight. But to me, because there's no there's no bald eagle nest around here, it was a it was a real su surprise and a pleasure to see that guy flying over the marsh yesterday. But again, I, I guess he was looking for uh, not yesterday, the day before. I guess he was looking for something to eat. And, there's a lot of black ducks in the marshes around here. Well, yeah, what a difference a day makes. Today, no wind. It's still cold, as always. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not that, that withering cold that's, uh, with, with the wind that just knocks the, you know, the breath out of you. This is, you know, just a crisp, tolerable... Uh, uh, 30 degrees, which is freezing to you centigraders. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're up, up off to Vermont with the Wisher family, who have a home up in uh, Mount Snow, and I'm rather looking forward to that, and Maya's looking forward to it, because, uh, you know, poor thing, she's not had the on-campus... British experience she was looking for in going to London University. You know, she had it for a couple of weeks and then got locked down, so we all came, she came home with us and uh, she'd been studying very hard online in her bedroom ever since. She's an organised little thing. She has her to-do lists every day, <laughs> something I'm sure she gets that from me. <laughs> I'm a bit like that. But, uh, she has her to-do list, she has her tick, tick boxes, she ticks off, she progresses through her list. But anyway, it's all very rather solitary, not solitary because she's got us, but, you know. But she does have her friend Ella, who, who's, I've mentioned her before, she's lovely. She's, uh, she's also studying from home and they only live four or five miles away from us. And Ella's actually coming with us up to Vermont today, so going to be a little bit of a gang. We're going to go up there. Nikki's coming with us too in our car. And uh, we're going up to their house in Vermont. Glenn, her husband, who's a mountain rescue guy, amongst many other things. Glenn's, Glenn's kind of like one of my uh, idols in life. He's, he's, he's like done an Iron Man, or more than one, I think. Uh, Iron Man. He's been, you know, a successful, hugely successful uh, figure in the finance industry. I, you know, I think he even headed up a Swiss bank at one point. <coughs> There's nothing Glenn can't do. But uh, he's a very understated, you know, genuine, quiet kind of a guy. Oh, really what? Anyway, he's going to be up there, so we're going to meet up with him and travel today, ski tomorrow, uh, come back Saturday. Now, course. What does that mean to my partner in crime and big buddy Rooney? Well, Runes, we would take you, but we've tried that before and uh, it's a nightmare for you. He hates cars. He just, he just throws it up, you know, the whole way. So he gets himself into a 
you know, real estate, shivers and shakes, and it's not worth it. So, we are blessed with Betty Blake, who uh, has absolutely, you know, fallen for Rooney. She used to have her own dog called Nike, and Nike's gone, but so she walks other people's dogs. But she said, of all the dogs, you know, she's ever kind of taken care of and looked after, Rooney is top dog, <laughs> literally. And uh, she, she absolutely adores him. Not surprised, Rooney, you're an adorable dog. But, uh, so of course, Betty's taking care of him. She only lives about half a mile away from us, so we'll be able to walk him over to her house. In fact, I think she's coming to pick him up. Ruins, leash on time here. She's coming to pick him up. And, uh, dear old Betty, I mean, she's. Wait, wait, Ruth. Ruth, Ruth, wait. Um, she's. I think she's. I, I put her at her early 80s before, but I think she's a little older than that. I think she might have been her, like, 86 or something. I'm reading her. She's written a memoir, and I'm reading that at the moment. I'm only at. You know, the beginning of chapter two or something. Because back in her childhood, before she came to America. But uh, yeah, so Betty will spoil you rotten, Rue. He gets a, he gets a little kind of you know, worried when we take him over there that we're going to leave him there. So I try to take him over there frequently, just to say hi, so she can give him a treat. You know, give him a, ruffle his neck and say hi take him away again so he doesn't dread going over. I think, I don't think he dreads it anyway because <clears throat> he likes her. Oop, somebody's taking his bins out. Ooh, noisy. That's the house where the, uh, the BMW estate is parked that has the broken muffler on exhaust. It sounds like a a rocket being launched when, when the boy that drives it takes off. He's the guy that was fishtailing down the snowed over road the other day. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, you're going to be all right, really. You're going to be okay. I'm going to be back on Saturday anyway. So it's really only two sleeps. Well, for you, <laughs> what's a sleep? Sleeps all day. But, you know, I don't feel good about leaving him because we're partners in crime, aren't we, Rue? Yeah, we do everything together. But I know you're in good hands. And you'll get at least three walks a day. Because I know she likes to, to go out, you know, many times. She only goes on short walks, obviously. But plenty of them. And I'm not, what's better for a dog? You know... Short walks and more of them, or fewer walks but really long ones. I don't know. Well, you have to, you have to take what you get, don't you, Rune, in life? Oh, those are, I haven't seen swans. Sounds like an accordion. I've really heard them do that before. A, a pair of swans just flew over making a, a, a noise sort of in unison with each other. Just sort of a staccato, almost like a, an accordion play. 
I'm describing this because, you know, you can't hear it that probably, and uh, you can't see it, because that's the nature of a podcast. A car. Driving down the old damn road. No, I'm not swearing. That's the name of the road. <laughs> it's great to be out this morning. <clears throat> it's about early too. There's quite a lot more light coming up now. It's going to be a sunny day. And the temperature tomorrow for our ski day is forecast to be good. Good is a relative term, but I mean, like 34, 35. <clears throat> That's not bad. That's really not bad for skiing up and down snow. I mean, the, the mountains aren't huge, but you know, you get up to the top sometimes, Mount Snow, and it can be. I mean, I, I've described what it's like here in earlier episodes. Well, it's a lot worse if, you, if, you, if you're on a chairlift near the top of the you know, summit of Mount Snow and it stops. You know, they often do when somebody needs a little bit of time to get on, get off. <clears throat> and well, now they've got these fancy bubble car things with uh, one or two. I mean, most of them don't. With these covers, visors, keep the wind off you. But that, that is really cold. But of course, you're, you're, you're wrapped up in ski gear, so you're better equipped. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if we'll be able to do a podcast from up there because I won't have my buddy with me, will I? Wouldn't be right, would it, really, to do a stats cast without you? I might have to, though, Rins. Well, how will I do that, though? Because I can't do it on skis. Maybe I can. Yeah. Yeah, don't be such a defeatist, John. There's probably... You'll find a way. <clears throat> so, wandering through the... Uh, the famous bird walk. All kinds of evidence of Langlaufers. Ski tracks down here. And this is this flat land. <clears throat> so these cross-country skiers like to get their skis up and <clears throat> go through here. I, I think I've told you before about this area. I think in the UK, <clears throat> you're currently suffering from is it ash dieback which is a shame. It's the, another disease that's affecting trees and it's slowly killing them. But in this area, it's whatever the disease was that killed silver birches, absolutely desecrated this, this area. <clears throat> You've got hundreds and hundreds of stumps of silver birch, all dead. It's the silver birch graveyard. <clears throat> It's kind of like mysteriously eerie. Anyway, no doubt I'll be in trouble when I get home because uh, <laughs> Christina and Maya were giving me what for yesterday because I wasn't feeling too good. And they're saying, it's no wonder you go out in the blizzard, you know, and you're just so stupid. <laughs> go out in the blizzard, no wonder you got ill. I mean, Really, Dad? Is Maya tearing a strip off me? Mum joining in, you know. Yes, exactly. What are you trying to do? Well, I don't think there's anything to do with being out in the blizzard that made me sick. I think I've had something brewing for a while. 
<clears throat> now you've uh, probably been irritated by my annoying cough, which seems to be better, or, or getting better. Still there, but, you know, a couple of times on these podcasts, I haven't been able to stop coughing, but seems to seem to be under control this time. All right, walking over the uh, the shallow bridge, well, it's shallow, it's, it's the bridge that only has one or two feet above the water, where I saw a heron a couple of days ago sheltering. There's nobody here today, but the water's still. In fact, there's ice <clears throat> on the surface of the water and uh, a feather just sitting motionless on the water. This is strange because there is current here, quite, quite a strong current that comes in and out, but right now you wouldn't know it. Right now it looks like it's a bit of pond or something. <clears throat> Move on. Yeah, so I slipped out this morning again. <laughs> Too early for Christina and Maya to prevent me. <laughs> probably, probably get near for when I get home. <sighs> it's worth it. So yeah, I think I probably had some something brewing, but uh, <clears throat> of course these days you can't be ill without the finger of suspicion pointing at you. Have you got COVID? You know, it's a modern day leprosy, isn't it? Have you got COVID? Are you a super spreader? So I don't want to be accused of that. So I went off to the uh, testing centre yesterday, booked myself in. I had the indignity of some guy shoving an extra long, you know, Q-tip right, right up my nose. <laughs> both both barrels. Oh, God, I tell you, that that's... Oh, it's not that bad, but uh, I'd say it sort of tickles more than anything else. It makes you want to sneeze. <clears throat> but uh, it's slightly more than a tickle, but it certainly doesn't really hurt. <clears throat> and uh, so I did that. And uh, then you go and see the doctor afterwards. It's only like an assistant that, that shoves the Q-tip up your nose. And then you go and see the doctor, and the doctor says, you know, well, why did you want a test? And I say, well, you know, a few symptoms little bit of the uh, stern <laughs> well I won't say the word because it's it, it's a little offensive but uh, it rhymes with hurts and it's an alliteration stern anyway that so I'm over that but uh, I said you know I've got that and uh, I've had a cough and shortness of breath so I thought I'd better get checked so he says okay he writes some notes on it. It really looked like the back of an envelope. I wasn't sure how professional he was being about it. But uh, anyway, he said, uh, all right, so if we call you within the hour, that's because you've tested positive. If you don't hear from us within the hour, it's negative. It seemed like a pretty cavalier way of dealing with things. I was expecting a you know, piece of paper or something, but no. I guess they've just got to get through so many people now that they're using the most fast, furious and efficient method possible. So uh, I didn't hear from them. So by that token, I am assuming I am COVID-free. That's the way I'm going to do it. Now, the more, you know, diligent amongst you will probably say, well, which test was it? Was it the rapid test? Yeah, it was a rapid test. <clears throat> I needed the results yesterday because we're going up to Vermont today. I didn't want to, you know, find out when I'm up in Vermont with Nikki and Glenn that uh, I got COVID. You know, we'd, we'd have to leave immediately or something. It would be terrible. 
Glenn also actually was in the company of the husband uh, of somebody who discovered that his wife had got COVID last weekend. So he also had to go for a test. We're all in the same boat. Although Glenn has had the vaccine because he's a first responder. By that I mean he's, he's one of these guys that's um, he's up on the mountain, uh, highly trained to rescue people who get injured. And he brings them down in those, what they used to call blood wagons in Europe. I don't know what they call them over here. Basically a stretcher on skis. <coughs> so, Glenn and I both been through the same thing, I think. I wonder how he felt. We'll find out tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do not have COVID. I'm, I'm happy to report. And I'm going to go with the rapid test. The purist will say, no, you should have had the, uh, what do you call it? the other test but I mean why do they do these rapid tests if they don't work I think they do work Runes back on the leash we're on Pine Creek Avenue again come on Runes Runes ah wait he's eager to get off ah yes Pine Creek Avenue the avenue of the super wealthy Oh yes, that garage there, about the size of our house. <laughs> Not bad, eh? Not bad. Ah, now there's my buddy. I see him often when I'm walking around. We haven't been down here for a couple of days, so nice to get down to the beach again, isn't it, Runes? Yeah, him and his, and his wife, an elderly couple, they're always out this time of the morning. They've got a little white poodle. Cute little, little guy. <clears throat> and I've seen him out walking his dog when I'm walking Rooney. Kind of often our paths sort of meet. And uh, <laughs> once I, 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 I saw him carrying his poodle, and I, I heard him say to his poodle, I forget what his name is, but I heard him say to his poodle, you see? He's pointing at Rooney. He said, that's what proper dogs do when they go out for a walk. Because <laughs> he was carrying his dog and Rooney was walking himself. <laughs> I thought it was funny. The little conversation he had with his dog. <sighs> We're probably going to actually pass them because they walk so slowly. They're elderly. <clears throat> Have a little say hello. Sometimes they don't answer. Sometimes they do. <sighs> Oh, it's, uh, it's invigorating to be out here. The air's so clean. It may be cold, but it's clean and fresh. <sighs> the snow's sort of been cleared everywhere, so... It's in neat little piles at the sides of people's parkways. I mean, parks. And, uh, <sighs> I don't think there's been much shoveling going on here because you can tell they've been ploughed rather than dug. Well, I see, that's what happens when you, you've got some money in here to dig. <laughs> that's what the plebs do. <clears throat> like us, Rune. Yeah. Although, I did actually ask our gardener to you know, supply his snow ploughing service. But he never showed up. Didn't think he would. Yeah. 
Sarah. I'm just going a quiet because I'm self-conscious of talking to myself as I pass people. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> He's very chatty this morning. <laughs> okay. That was his. That was that little white poodle. A good old Barker Rooney, who ignored him. Totally unfazed, weren't your runes by that? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in, a, in a part of the walk here where I'm not actually in the countryside, I'm walking down a street or an avenue. A beautiful avenue, I have to say, but you know, oh, there's wildlife everywhere, but my chances of seeing wildlife are restricted. <laughs> We'll get on the beach in a minute and then walk around. But okay, I'll, I'll have to just digress a bit just to keep it going. Um, come on, Rooney, he doesn't usually stop. It's something he was particularly interested in sniffing there. Yeah, so this morning, you know, as I said, the, uh, the Stutzcast law of sleep applied kicked in. So I was awake too early. And uh, I did what, you know, all therapists say you should definitely not do, which is pick up my phone, have a look. I'm not really a social media addict, but, you know, occasionally I'll post something and uh, or have a look at something. You know, I like to look at what people are posting. I'm not one of these, you know, negative people who says, oh, uh, Facebook, all bad. It's not all bad. Yeah. When people start posting political stuff, I just move on. I'm not really interested in that. I like to see what people are up to. <clears throat> anyway, you know how sometimes Facebook, uh, oh God, Bowman's Way has been blocked by snow, but we'll get through ruins. But no, ruins. This is actually our road, remember? We're looking at it like, is this where we go? Yep, this is where we go. <clears throat> there we go over the ridge that's been formed by the snow plows and now we're heading towards the beach so I was uh, you know how, how Facebook sometimes recommends uh, things that you might be interested in <laughs> and I don't know what algorithms they use but pretty clever stuff and uh, anyway this, this one came up with uh, a, a music video of James Brown and Luciano Pavarotti singing in duet, singing It's a Man's World. <laughs> you got to hesitate to say things like that these days. God. But, uh, anyway, uh, don't, don't get irritated with me. <laughs> it's just a song. Um, and, the, and the underlying message <laughs> is, you know... Women are more important than men, so, so you know, just, just stick with that. Um, but anyway, it, it was absolutely, it was absolutely enthralling. I watched this, and I won't tell you what time in the morning it was when I watched it, but I thought, you know, I'm not a sharer, usually, because I, you know, I worry that, uh, you know, when you share things, that you may, you may be just irritating people, but... Oh, I'm looking at the beach now. It's very pretty, and... Oh, that's interesting. There's a very 
dense flock. I thought they were fishtails, but they're not. There's a dense flock of some sort of bird. You know, about a couple of hundred meters out to sea, yards out to sea. So, uh, are, they, are they ducks or something? Interesting. Can you hear the, uh, the waves? It's not rough. But uh, there's some chop. So yeah, I, I shared this uh, Luciano Pavarotti song. I don't know if any, any, any of you are Facebook friends of mine, but you'll see it on Facebook. Worth a look. It moved me. It moved me this morning. Um, Luciano Pavarotti can do that. I mean, we all know Ness and Dorma. And, you know, that's a great, great piece of music. But it's not all he did. You know, this, this guy. I, mean, I miss people like that. They, they really represented something in my life. You know, something really you know, spectacular talent. And, uh, you know, there, there's another piece of music I would recommend. If you haven't already heard it, you probably have. It's not, it's not unknown, but Donizetti, um, Donizetti's piece. What's it called? Uh, oh, God. Lagrima. It's from, from the Elixir d'Amore, if that's, if that's how you say it in Italian. The Elixir of Love. Oh, I know what it's called. It's called Una Lagrima Fortiva which I think basically translates to, you know, a secret tear. <laughs> Look it up. It's good. It'll move you. If you get, you've got to get the Pavarotti version, though. You know, no one does it like him. So, uh, why, why am I talking about that? <laughs> Not quite sure. But yeah, down on the coast again. The sun is well, still obscured by some low-lying cloud. It'll be above that soon, and I think we're going to have a nice journey up to Vermont. Uh, looking forward to it. You know, when you, when you think about it, yes, COVID is a bane to all of us, but I really cannot complain. You know, I got access to all this stuff. We're going up to Vermont. I feel almost guilty. I do actually feel guilty that I'm telling you this. I sh what I should be saying is I'm suffering. And, uh, you know, I'm stuck. And COVID's awful. Can't wait till it's over. And, well, all those things, yes. But, you know, you've got to look on the bright side. Or I have to. There are things in my life which are, you know... Not optimal. Everybody has that. So what, what I say to, to the kids is, think about things like that. Count your blessings. They always say that. If you've ever been to the West Indies, especially to Negril, places like that, the locals there are, you know, great people. Obviously, you know, the great majority of the population not wealthy over there. But they live in a nice climate and, you know, they've got the, the Caribbean to, to live in or, you know, around. And one of the things that I picked up from them is they always say, count your blessings, 
<laughs> it's a good code to live by. So yeah, so this is one. Being able to walk down here with my dog Rooney. Well, actually, as I said, I don't think he's my dog. I, th I think I'm his human. Ah, uh, here comes the sun. I mean, it's been up, but now it's coming out from behind the clouds. I wonder if it's worth just staying here for a couple of minutes more so that we can watch it as it gets... Well, it's probably a little bit too much time to wait. We'll probably see it from another angle somewhere. All right. Goodbye, beach. It says, no swimming per order of the health department. <laughs> Really? Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad they put that there because uh, otherwise, you know, I might be tempted to just jump in. <laughs> um, you know, I'm sort of uh, I'm tempted to just stay here for a moment because the sun really is going to burst out in an explosion of light. But, uh, well, we've got to move on. We've got to move. Rooney's already taken off, so I've got to get back to him. All right, Rins, I'm coming. Some other day. Some other day. Right. What's that? What is that? Oh. <laughs> That's very nice then. Take or leave a bag. Only you can prevent poo. Please pick up after your dog. Of course. <laughs> On the beach. I was reading a sign there, I wasn't just saying that. <laughs> I wasn't making that up. Which I'm sure you realised. Rooney, could I put your leash back on you now? No, just bear with me. I've got to fiddle with my phone for a second. Okay. Just checking that the jack is in securely. I had to fiddle with that this morning. <clears throat> In earlier episodes, I have discussed the technological developments. Come here, Rin. He's not coming. Rooney, over here. Yeah, he's looking at me. He heard me then. He is actually such a good boy. He looked up to say yes. There's a good boy. Wait, wait, wait. Just got to put... Oh, sorry. Just got to clip this. Okay. Yeah, technological developments. Microphone technology, really. I had a, I've had a whole series of developments here. It culminated in me buying from Amazon this um, new microphone, which is designed for outdoor, you know, talking or recording, I should say. There's a lot of birds cheaper. I hope this is picking those up. Anyway, it's got, it's got a what we uh, in, in the business call a dead cat muffler on it. Hello. Uh-huh. That's, oh, I think that's a woody woodpecker. Yeah, it is. Hello. <laughs> it's just landed in the tree next to me. They, they kind of like, they, the way they stand or, or hold on to trees is different to every other bird. They grab onto the bark, so they're kind of like parallel to the vertical. A car. <sighs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I bought this new new microphone, eighteen dollars on Amazon. 
you know, it wasn't exactly, you know, <laughs> wasn't exactly investing a fortune. But I had to make an improvement because <clears throat> I realised that when you listen back to some of these podcasts, the sound quality was, was bad. And, uh, you know, I think about my listeners. Plural. And, uh, <laughs> <is> plural. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, then I, then I got this new mic and uh, was using it a couple of days ago and was disappointed that uh, there was a definite, like, interference, a buzz, which I'm no expert, but I reckon it was caused by the jack not really fitting snugly into the uh, socket, which I don't know if that's a you know, manufacturing fault, a design fault, a fault of the phone, fault of the jack, I don't know, but it didn't happen with the other microphone. <clears throat> so, you know, problem solving is something that I find, you know, quite enjoyable. So I thought, well, okay, if the jack is slightly loose, you know, I'm going to have to make it thicker. How am I going to do that? So, no technological, you know, expense spared. I got some tape, sticky tape, as they call it here, wound it around the base of the jack and then cut off the excess so that it just fits you know, as it, as it goes into the uh, socket. <laughs> it's pretty boring, isn't it? I'm <laughs> sorry. What the heck am I telling you this? <clears throat> anyway, that's, that's hopefully, well, I'm hoping that uh, you get no buzz feedback and it all sounds pretty good. And you're picking up these little guys all around me now. I wouldn't say Dawn Chorus because we're not there yet. But I would say that there's a hint of spring. You know, it's funny to say that because I'm looking at a, at a white, you know, tundra of, of, of landscape. But there is a, a little hint of a spring in the air. The birds, the birds are cheeping. A couple of days ago, you know, didn't hear a thing because, well, we were all being pummeled by that northeaster. Nor'easter, as they call it here. Uh, but, uh, I, think, I think it's coming. <laughs> Hello again. Hi. <laughs> There's my elderly chums with their poodle again. They, they've gone on a sort of short walk. Now, coming down the street, I can tell by the way he walks. He walks. He looks a little bit like the Incredible Hulk. His guy, I mean, I, we've never met, but I pass him on the on this piece of street quite frequently. And uh, he is also an elderly guy who's got an apartment right on the uh, on the uh, waterfront, prime location. And I was talking about it. I think it was in about episode seven or eight. When I saw the kestrel, which I have, I have confirmed, it was a kestrel. I, I looked it up. It's the beautiful birds. The male and the female are completely different colouring. So what I saw was the female. And uh, they are fast and furious birds. 
They're good to good to watch. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got an apartment right on the waterfront. He must be a wealthy guy because uh, he's got like this big sculpture out on his um, balcony. Must be. I, well, I don't know. I'm guessing that's something good. Not 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 really a much of a aficionado when it comes to sculptures. Well, especially modern sculpture. I mean, uh, yeah, I can I can admire and understand. You know, Greek, Roman sculptures and all that sort of stuff. But when it comes to modern sculptures, it's just a big lump of metal, isn't it? <laughs> what an ignorant thing to say. Apologies to all you contemporary sculptor, sculptors out there. <laughs> Perhaps I'll, I'll get up and just educate myself a bit. <clears throat> so for the time being, yeah, I, I, I'll just settle for I know absolutely nothing about modern sculpture. Anyway, we just, I, I turned off just as before he got to me, so we just waved at each other. <laughs> it's funny how, you know, I suppose a bit like commuting, you know, when you see the same people on the train every day, but you never get to meet. And then you see them occasionally, like that would happen. And <clears throat> like there was this woman, when I used to commute into New York, I had to go all the way down to the financial district. It wasn't in the financial industry myself the offices were based down there and uh, I saw the same woman every day we never spoke you know she'd be on the same train in often on the same train back you know we never knew each other but and then uh, I, I joined this gym and I used to go early because you know I had to had to get in there before you know, I caught the morning train so I, I saw her in there and it's kind of that awkward moment where you kind of you know you, you recognize each other but you've never met and you know you've never met but do you say hi <laughs> or do you just do you just kind of pretend that you haven't seen each other and <laughs> we are strange aren't we us humans I never quite know what's the what's the right thing to do. If you're a dog, you just run up and say hi. <laughs> but no, 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 we're, we're far too complicated for that. Here comes the school bus. That's an icon of American society, that is. The big yellow school bus. Sadly, a lot of parents don't, uh, don't use them and they drive their kids in, which completely undermines the whole purpose of the school bus, which is to, you know, a more environmentally friendly and, uh, you know, um, traffic efficient way of doing things. You get all the cars off the road and just have one yellow bus with 30 kids in it, or 30 cars with one kid in it. Well, I have to say that we're just as guilty as everybody else. I didn't drive Maya into school, but uh, when she was 16, which is the age you're allowed to have a car over here, she did get a car. And uh, it's a bit of a milestone, though, for a kid, and she could drive herself into work, into, work, into school. So, uh, yep, we're as guilty as everybody else. No hypocrisy from me, but I am reprimanding myself doing it. 
Okay, so I, I can see the sun up now. It's come up above the, uh, the low-lying cloud. It's, 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 you know, lot of light. Beautiful. And, and it's just casting a, a, you know, beautiful shadow over the, uh, the landscape now. And of course, everything lights up. All the colours. Yeah, there's a pair of doves on a telegraph wire. One's, one's facing me, one's facing the other way. They had an argument. <laughs> Pair. Don't know if they mate for life or what the, what the deal is with, with doves. <clears throat> well, it's a pretty, pretty positive experience today. Complete contrast to the last couple of days. Well, yesterday was out, but the, the two days before that. <sighs> I'd be glad when all this snow's actually melted and gone away. Because you can have from now, where are we, from early February. All right. We'll start the wrap-up now. We're... Uh, well, on our way home, probably about another 10, 15 minutes before we get home, but I won't wrap up for that long. Yeah, so we're off to Vermont. I think we're going to leave about three o'clock this afternoon. It goes dark about, well, it's dark about five now. So we'll have uh, some time in the, in, in the daylight. I'm going to go and Christina. Well, it's actually Maya's Jeep. Christina's Jeep's bit in the dust. And my cars are totally unsuitable. I have a Mercedes Sports, which I call my racehorse. Which, uh, there's, a, there's a guy in uh, snow boots, snow shoes. A bit unnecessary, mate. <laughs> it's twice as hard work on those things now. I mean, I'm in normal boots and I. Walking at a good old lick, but he probably just wants to give him a give him a try out. He's got uh, he's got a nice looking dog. I'm, I think I know that dog. Nice looking dog. It looks it's not a Weimaraner, but that's similar sort of colouring and smooth coat and uh, jacket on. Rooney, you looked a little bit like a proper dog then because he was his nose was up sniffing something and his. His front left paw was like cocked. You see, you see, you seen that in, with pictures of hunting dogs. <laughs> you looked a bit, a bit pro there, Rue. You're just posing, weren't you? <clears throat> anyway, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll go out to Vermont and uh, have all that experience. It's going to be fab. Looking forward to it. Nikki's ordered some. Uh, already ordered it. I think she's already got it last night. That's um, some Indian curry from Vida, which is our, for people that live around here, that's our favourite curry house. Don't know exactly what she's ordered, but I'm looking forward to it. Hope the old uh, tummy's up to it. Um, so, what remains for me to say is thank you for listening. I hope it kept you entertained. 
and we'll talk again soon.